This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting the instance. You probably don't think much about your internet privacy in your own home network, but ExpressVPN will secure your privacy and protect your information. Visit expressvpn.com slash wow, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Hey, you guys, Scott Johnson here. Uh, You're about to hear an episode of The Instance, which is a a little odd or a little different than usual. Today, Blizzard did a state-of-the-game sort of devs update for Shadowlands. It was a live stream that was shown everywhere. Garrett and I decided to be here and record it live and do commentary over it. Uh, So just to let you know, there are moments of this where Blizzard's saying some things. Ian might be explaining something, and we talk over it because we have thoughts or feelings as we go along. Not a lot, but here and there. So if that's not your jam, I'm just giving you some warning. If you don't want to hear that, uh, you can go watch their stream in full on the World of Warcraft YouTube channel or their Twitch channel uh, and see it without our commentary. Uh, But we talk a lot about what they're talking about in real time, and then at the end, we talk about our impressions and feelings about what we saw and heard. So... Stick around if you want to hear that. That's toward the back end of this episode you're about to hear. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. I'm John Haidt, executive producer for World of Warcraft. We have a lot to tell you about today, but first, I want to start by saying thank you to our amazing community. Like many of you... Our Thank regular you routines to have the been community team down for mailing me this banner to put in my apartment. <laughs> we missing our friends, the daily greetings and face-to-face conversations that we took for granted have been replaced by webcam meetings. Whoa, what happened to audio? Little windows yeah. into each other's homes. When we meet this way, we often talk about how COVID-19 and world events are affecting our team and our families. And one of the hardest parts is dealing with a feeling of helplessness. Initially, we struggled with maintaining a sense of purpose, but ultimately, we draw inspiration from all of you. In a situation where it's easy to feel isolated, our purpose is to help bring people together. WOW is truly a unique and magical place. I shouldn't laugh. Where people can maintain the bonds of friendship. This is about as script read as possible. (laughs) By joining forces to take on epic challenges or just hang out and talk. I mean, even I have a teleprompter, man. You guys could spring like uh, like hundred bucks for a a teleprompter for an iPad. Finally downing a mythic raid boss, defeating the enemy team in the last moments of a battle. All these experiences are memorable because we have each other to share them with. Mm. You've rekindled old friendships, made new ones. Getting very, you know, dad reading you a bedtime story vibes. Oh yeah, for sure. Seeing you all connect in this way has helped us carry on. <laughs> well, it's also a place where you can just do your own thing, knowing that you share a common bond with millions of others who are exploring the world with you and who'll be there anytime you want to join up for an adventure or two. Okay. Like many of you, we're eager to embark on a new adventure together. I shouldn't make too much fun. I know they, you know, they've been dealing with this time as much as we have, and it's hard. Shadowlands. This fall. I was hoping more for... Even if we end up shipping it from our homes. So again, 
on behalf of the entire WoW team, thank you. You're welcome. Now. While this stream is about Shadowlands, before I get to that, I want to remind everyone what's happening in WoW Classic. Later this month, on July 28th, WoW Classic will recreate one of the most talked about events in the game's history. The Ankaraj I was wondering War. who the opening band was. Players on every realm across <laughs> the world will gather resources in a race to be the first to acquire the scepter of the shifting sands and open the gates of Ankaraj, signaling an epic war with the denizens of this ancient and deadly temple. I'm looking forward to welcoming all of our new Scarab Lords. Now, check this out. I just received our Shadowlands Collector's Edition. Ooh, you can see on the spine pretty. of the box, looks like mm. all the Collector's Editions you've seen before, except we have these full-color Covenant emblems on the side. So look great on the shelf with the other Collector's Editions. One of the really cool things about this box is the front cover. Whoa, it's that's actually pretty rad. It's exploding yeah. with color. This recreates the You call that iridescent uh, Sylvanas broke the sky above painting thing. Yeah, basic, basically. Uh, and you can see it's it. like a foil, cool like a um, like a magic foil card. Uh, inside, yeah, that's cool. Uh, you have the Epic Edition, which includes the Ensorcel Everworm mount, an Anima Wormling pet, a bunch of digital goodies, and 30 days of game time. No art book. No art book. God, this is God something damn I know it. you've all asked for. So <laughs> bring back the art book just for uh, Shadowlands. Oh. But oh. here's the art book. Oh, there is an art oh. book. Oh, oh there is book. one. Garrett, there's an art book. Art. All right. Money that no longer belongs to me. Yep. Full color art on every page. <laughs> yep. Uh, but it has all the concept art and, and a lot of great imagery that are unique to Shadowlands. That's cool. That's so it. That's all I need. Also, and then I, uh, I want it. Great Shadowlands. At your desk or home office, uh, we have Shadowlands mouse pad. Matches yeah. the background behind me. There's still those hard surface ones so they and get dented and cause your laser to skip. For this <laughs> is we actually have a, a collector's pin collection. Uh, this oh, contains I, I do like pins. pin for each of the covenants. Everyone likes Kyrian, pins. Vinthyr, Necrolords, <laughs> and Night I'm sure there's someone who doesn't. <clears throat> the Necrolord one's awesome with the green in there. It That's also cool. includes yeah. the soundtrack yeah, for cool. Shadowlands, so you can listen to the music of the afterlife wherever you go. Composed by Danny Elfman. You'll be experiencing more <laughs> of Shadowlands very soon. In fact, I'm pleased to announce World of Warcraft Shadowlands will officially enter beta next week. Ooh, beta. beta participants will be able to experience the max-level challenges in the Maw, the most dangerous place in all the Shadowlands. And one of the most rewarding, too. To tell you more about our upcoming beta, I'd like to introduce our game director, Ian Hazakostas. On behalf of the WoW team, See, I say his name right. Thank you again for your support. These listeners that always tell me I say it wrong. Hi, everybody. Thank you, John. It's Ion. Thank you for sharing your morning or evening. <laughs> my favorite weapon in Star Wars. <laughs> um, super, super hyped to be able to share that collective Ion with Cannon. everybody. Um, one of my favorite features that John didn't get a chance to mention is that those pins actually have a self-destruct mechanism built in. So pick one carefully. If you want you know, the other three, might vanish instantly. Oh, geez. Um, let's talk a little bit about what is coming up in the beta ahead and Shadowlands in general. So... First, I want to look back at the three months since we launched our alpha. 
Uh, just about three months ago, been that to long this already, day, yeah, the been. alpha began. Dude, time and is we so weird right thousands now. Thousands of folks from yeah. around the world in to begin to share this great project that we've been working on really for the last couple of years. You know, we've at this point journeyed through the four main zones of the Shadowlands, seen a glimpse of the Maw, experienced Covenant active abilities, and of course, seen Torghast. He's coming through a little um, Our valiant alpha testers have completed over 800,000 quests in that time. Over 2,000 unique characters have finished Exile's Reach, our new player experience on the Alliance side, and ventured off to join the Alliance and go to Kul Tiras. Over 62,000 Torghast runs have been undertaken. Oh, I've had the Torghast runs before. It's the last, worst. Woo! Just over 11,000 oh, of those ended your pork in all the, the way through. Of so be more careful next time. Cook your pork. And crucially, over 64,000 Almost as many in-game bugger points as Torghast runs. ...in-game reporting tool have been entered by alpha testers. Our QA team internally is busy pouring over those. So far, 60,000 of those something were like 1,600 Torghast, but I couldn't get past bosses to continue my run. Yeah, it's like 1.3 bugs per Torghast run. the tip of the iceberg. That's what that is. This is really an invaluable tool, and every bit of your feedback matters. Speaking of feedback, it's not just the feedback within the tool, but also broader discussions on the forums and the community at large, on places like Reddit and Twitter, and the videos folks are making to share reactions, thoughts, and, and ways in which the experience that they're seeing could be improved. Something that you know, our entire development team is eagerly attentive to. Now, our alpha experience and our alpha process really is a true alpha. For the past weeks, what you have been seeing is the active organic evolution of the game. Sometimes a build might have Ian's a Ian's good at taking a, is five days working old. from an outline it's and just talking. It's, it's a solution to... Yeah. Yeah, He's good at that. I mean, this kind of stuff plays way better uh, script read. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like trying to do a heartfelt thanks at the top off of a script, it, it just sounds it's weird. a little rough. Process yeah. Between us and the community. And so, you know, we've seen some changes to, for example, the pacing of Torghast and the removal of any sort of the, the torment system or time limits there. An area in Torghast we've heard a lot about also is frankly, just how much fun people are having and the, the grim prospect of only being able to do it a certain number of times a week. Ooh, ooh. I think we'd previously discussed that the... Which is why we won't uh, listen to you and do it anyway. <laughs> ...of Torghast would be completely ungated. But I'm actually happy to announce that at this point, we are shifting to completely remove all keying from all the wings Woo! of Torghast. Oh, nice. So you can run it to your heart's content. If you want to... There is a Warcraft God! Play, ...try out a new build just experience the dynamic gameplay of Torghast, we don't want to get in your way. Nice. We'll figure out a solution to the reward system there to make sure that you're not required or overly encouraged to you know, endlessly grind oh, it all. That, that it makes me really but happy. Yeah, just same. Because it's fun, we don't want to stop you. That's great. And of course, our class team is listening, and our combat team are listening to the feedback there, and there are regular updates coming out and many more to follow. Um, our level design team, which you know sculpts the hills and the mountains and the roads that shape our zones are actually eagerly devouring every bit of footage of people playing the alpha they can get their hands on often watching people who get turned around or confused or stuck trying to climb up a hill that looks like it should be climbable and they're instantly going in fixing those areas for the next build the next week um, every part of the game our, our character artists we're looking at reactions climbable hills will be on the back of the shadowlands box oh man what people are most think of that about. Finally, a hill I can climb. <laughs> Wait, they already do that. You can climb a hill in a while. That's the thing you can do. The people who are 
are in the alpha who have been testing their That's been there since vanilla. <laughs> those who are sharing their thoughts as part of the broader community conversation, the work that goes into Shadowlands is, you know, as much yours as it is ours. Truly. So now, turning the corner, looking ahead to what the next weeks will hold as we move into our beta. So what does beta mean? Feature For complete. Us, oh. Beta certainly means the game's not done. But the framework is there and is complete. There, there shouldn't be missing. Pieces. Do you think that means? Well, he'll say there's an entire feature that's not there, or there's a zone that's not yet playable. While those things are true, we continue to call it alpha. But we're getting very close to, you know, pretty much the the framework all being. I wonder if in-game cinematics are done. Like so all that stuff is done. To go up to sixty when beta begins. Imagine that's the kind of stuff that can go in pretty, pretty late. Right. Joining a covenant, right. Visiting your covenant sanctum, playing through that content, playing through our outdoor. All right, so all the covenant stuff. Content, our max level dungeons, our raids, experiencing soul binds, and more. And there's a lot of work still to be done to flesh out the details of these systems, but everything should be there, and that's why we are now calling it beta. Now, perhaps most importantly for many of you, this also means a big new invite way of going out. Uh, that's going to start next week and a process that will continue okay, as we invites. also want to, you know, maintain. A do lot you know if um, test servers so we can are they at the office of just in different rooms or, there, or do you think they're all at home? Hundreds of people in there. I think they're at home because the camera quality is so poor. Man, it must so be. Make sure to go to our because they have that studio they do these in when they're on campus. I just thought maybe they would separate rooms or something or I don't know what I thought. Yeah, I mean that's what I would do. I just put on a mask and like one camera guy and the and Ian go. Yeah, summer. Yeah, but and as John said, of course, we're also in California and I'm in Florida. So what do I know? Yeah, what do we know? The rest of our time together just to talk a bit about some of the things that you're going to be seeing as part of that end game loop. Some of this is stuff that we haven't really had a chance to say much about since BlizzCon, and so I wanted to just share some more details and how the designs have evolved since we last discussed them. So first off, covenants. Um, as we have said at great length, you know, covenants are the centerpiece of Shadowlands, the Shadowlands expansion. This is where all roads lead. As you journey through the zones of the Shadowlands, you will play through all four zones. You will meet the four controlling powers of the Shadowlands. You get a chance to borrow their powers, get a sense of their personalities, their ethos, their aesthetic. And at the end of that road, when you hit level 60, what awaits you is this fateful choice as you return to Oribos, now fully understanding the stakes that are affecting the Shadowlands mm. and really all of existence. Stakes. And choose whether you want to cast your lot with the Kyrian of Bastion, the Venthyr of Revendreth, the Necrolords of Maldraxxus, or the Night Fae of Ardenweald. And you know, as you make that choice, what that means is unlocking an entire sphere of gameplay and content for you. But what we've seen so far in Alpha really is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just these couple of active abilities that, you know, you get to experience while leveling up. We also made sure to make those testable as early as possible just to get mechanical feedback on them and what felt good and what didn't. But now it's time to see the rest of the iceberg and everything the Covenants The have rest had. of so the iceberg. So on the system side, first off, one of the most prominent immediate things you're going to experience is Soulbinds. So soulbinding is this ancient ritual in the Shadowlands whereby two souls can link themselves to each other, sharing a portion of their identity, of their memories, and also of their powers. And so as you join a covenant, you'll be able to form soulbinds with certain key powerful souls that are affiliated with that covenant. 
These will be characters with vibrant, memorable personalities, many of which you will have met while leveling up and while questing through those zones. So here, let's let's. I'm going to use the Ventir so and Dreth for a lot of these upcoming here? examples because that's yeah. the first covenant. So far, this doesn't seem new. It seems like on an upcoming build. Well, I guess. Yeah. Um, Nadia, the Mistblade, is she was a a renowned duelist in life, and that persona really shapes all of her abilities and the ways. My that guess she's is going the the difference will be ability, grant utility, uh, and um, in the minutia, so like real fine detail changes because the overall yeah, structure. I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to learn some new can, uh, you know, abilities from this tree they're showing. Yeah. your covenant, you can pick which path you want to go down, customize your gameplay, you know, customize those abilities to suit your gameplay. Now you may be noticing the empty. Uh oh. Uh oh. Was that you? Oh, that, that was, was me. Now, for those who played Legion, you may remember relics that you put into your artifact weapon. These are fairly similar. Uh, conduits are going to be items that you can get from dungeon bosses, raids, PvP, you know, a sort of wide array of max level item sources. And unlike the soulbind traits, which are universal, where you know an arms warrior and a holy priest have the same traits if you have Naji as your soulbind, conduits are spec specific. They will do things like improve your ignore pain or your rejuvenation or whatever you choose. I mean, I'm glad it. they're going straight to the nerd uh, bone here. They're not trying to make this some are going to focus on presentation for average players. They're like, are more about survival. yeah, they're talking about the hardcore shit. And Again, that's what Ian does. Like, that's that's his jam to choose the gameplay and the loadout that really best suits whatever you're looking to do on a given evening in World of Warcraft. Now, unlike Covenants, which themselves are a very weighty choice and not something that's lightly switched soulbinds have a great deal of flexibility both in terms of respecking them at a nominal cost nothing escalating like how azurite Whoa. was in battle for azeroth or just switching from one soulbind to another the same way you might respect or switch talents his camera's Truly really effing with his face to have a range of yeah. options and you pick what suits you for what you're looking to do right now now as you join the sanctum you join the covenant um a key way in which you're going to progress within your covenant is by gaining renown uh, renown will deepen your connection with your soul binds it will also unlock a wide range of features rewards followers which we'll talk about in a little bit um cosmetics and more you'll earn renown by on a weekly basis going out into the world gathering anima this precious lifeblood of the shadowlands that every covenant is starving for or by going into the Maw and rescuing tormented souls that really rightfully belonged in your covenant, in your realm, but that were instead cast into the Maw because of how the machine of death is broken. Uh, this isn't an open-ended grind. This isn't like artifact power. This is a more you know, metered progression as you're working on behalf of your covenant. And we're making sure that really from the start, the moment Shadowlands launches, we have robust catch-up systems built in, whether you are an alt, someone who's switched covenants, or someone who's just you know, late coming to the game, we don't want you to feel like you're behind or like you have some, you know, catch up calendar. Uh, but Renown is a primary way in which you will progress through the systems of the Covenant, including Soulbinds, but also some stuff I'm about to talk about next. So each Covenant has a Sanctum. Now these are, you know, there's loose inspiration is drawn here from things like the garrisons back in Warlords or the class halls in Legion. Um, each sanctum is the base of operations for that covenant, and this is a place where you know, you're actually likely to begin and end most of your gameplay sessions once you're at max level. Each sanctum has 
a number of features to it that you can upgrade, but really restore to functionality. That just makes me want to play Diablo. It looks like my life thing. That this was a, a vibrant. <laughs> I need a flowchart that had its own ecosystem. Yeah, all these systems he's moving and, through. Yeah, he's you know, ripping through various them. pastimes, but all this has been thrown into disarray as a drought plagues the land. Everything is withering, starved of anima, and chaos really is consuming the Shadowlands. And you, as a champion of your covenant, will be working. To restore that order. That's why he's good at this job, though. How they once were. And that will be largely accomplished by getting anima, rescuing souls from the maw, and restoring, activating these structures. Uh, one of them that every covenant has is a transportation network. So within your own zone, if you're a member of the Night Fae with an Ardenweald, there's a complex route network that lets you quickly access different parts of the zone. The Venthyr and Revendreth have a network of blood mirrors that can basically blood teleport mirrors. you around. We want to make it so that particularly something, guitar for blood something mirrors. you're investing <laughs> in, say. you feel most at home, most comfortable in They're making a zone. big comeback out here. So since they slowed their tour down, I'm pretty excited. So the previous thing really seemed like, the, the Renown seemed like an AP grind, uh, and this seems like a, covenant has like a class hall. Or a yeah, a lot more like a class hall. That's a good way of putting it. So as I've mentioned, you know, part of the plight of the Shadowlands is lack of anima. Groves in, in Ardenweald that were once flourishing with magical energy are now desiccated, withered. Uh, temples in Bastion lie dormant, deactivated. The constructs that once guarded them are inactive. Anima is the answer to all of those things. And so all of our what problems. you're doing as you bring it back to your covenant, to your sanctum, is pooling it in a reservoir, but you also have the ability to direct the flow of anima outward toward your zone to regrow, reactivate these dormant parts of the space. Can you hear my dog? Now, what that means in gameplay terms is no. you can send a stream of anima over to an area, which yelling. will enable quests, treasures, events, outdoor world content in that area for you based on your choice on a given day. As you upgrade your anima conductor, you'll have more options that you can unlock. And as you engage in the system in general, you can progress towards permanently enabling and reactivating these spaces, both mm. so that you have the content available for you, but also so that you see the world change around you to an extent. This grove that once was withered and dead in Ardenweald will once again be blooming and flourishing with anima energy thanks to your efforts. Mm. And the events that were there will now always be up for you as a result of what you've done. Interesting. It's like a dynamic... The uh, third system that every covenant has... You control the, the gating, or the... Map. What's it called? This is an extension the of the mission system that we first phasing, introduced yeah. back in Warlords of Draenor, and we've kind of tinkered with that formula a couple times since then. And I think the basic loop there, we've moved away from its central importance that it had in Warlords, and I think we're not looking to go back to you know, the Warlords era version of this being the source of the best radio in the game or what have you. Interested. It's an outlet for some storytelling, um, some offline progression. I know they keep adding to it and tweaking it, but I don't know. I'm kind of done with it. And something that you can maybe check in on in shorter sessions. But we want to add more depth to the system than what we've had in the last couple of expansions. Um, What we have previously really is just, it boils down to a coin flip. You're doing a simple matching game, matching counters to threats, and maybe you get up to 170% success chance to get your bonus reward and hope you get lucky. And really, if you didn't, there's nothing you could have done better. There's nothing you did right or wrong. And it's either it's you either succeed or fail. Mm. We want to re-envision the foundations of that system to be something that is a better analog to the fantasy that we're trying to convey. Uh, the way 
a mission works. Yeah, that's my biggest problem the way it works now is it's just binary. You win it or you don't win it, and there's a percentage chance of winning it, and that's it. This is not very deep. It's nuanced gameplay with tanks and healers and melee DPS and ranged DPS as a party of combatants fight a bunch of enemies. And so this is an abstracted form of that type of combat. It still will happen while you're offline, but there's a turn-based system here where you will level up your soul binds, recruit additional champions and adventurers to bolster their ranks, and send troops custom based on your covenant out to complete these missions and obviously bring back some of that sweet loot that you're looking for. Um, there's a lot of depth to the system. Hmm. We're going to have an you know, early peek at it in our next couple of builds, and we'll continue to add more you know, breadth to it over the course of the beta. That does sound really better than what it is. Initial hands-on impressions. Yeah, I mean, it's very wow-flavored. Mm-hmm. I don't, you wanted, I don't you know, think jump in and follow our system really was feedback. before. No. As before, sounds, oh. Adventures will also be supported the in our mobile yep. companion app, which will be updated for cool. Shadowlands okay. at the time of the expansion's release. Okay. That sounds slightly more interesting. Now, yeah, I agree. Three features that I just talked about are something that every covenant has access to. They are universal. But each covenant also has a fourth structure that is unique depending on which covenant you've joined. Now, I've been using Laventhir a lot for an ex- as, as you know these examples, so let's start with them. If you are a Venthyr in Revendra, you also have this fourth section of your sanctum known as the Ember Court. And what the Ember Court is, it's basically it's a hosting venue for pretty rad parties. Uh, if, you know, the, the culture <laughs> or geez. of Revendra, certainly before things expansion, was one <laughs> of a place for elegance, aristocracy, a lot of those you know, tropes surrounding nobility. And part of what that means is showing off your influence by hosting grand galas for the most important individuals, not just from Revenge, but from across Gala, the Shadowlands as a whole. Ian, Ion. And the Venthyr were notorious for this. I don't know. Now, your ally, as you join the Venthyr, Prince Renethal, is looking to reestablish himself, to reestablish a new order, and showing off his own influence and, and stature in that area. And you're going to help him out as a loyal member of his covenant. And the way that's going to play out is what's effectively, you know, a self-contained minigame where you can go out, seek out guests, invite them to the party, not maybe literally arrange catering, but figure out the different services that are going to make those guests happy. <laughs> maybe I want to. Yeah, time. maybe that maybe sounds like an activity I'm into, man. Maybe I want some vampire cupcakes. Yeah. At the end of the day, maximizing the happiness of all your guests. And ideally, if they're happy on the way out, they'll give you a token of their gratitude in the form of, well, sweet Warcraft loot. And to be clear, this is not gloom and doom, life or death, saving the Shadowland stuff. This is just a fun side activity that has a remarkable amount of depth to it, but is there to you know, allow us to flesh out the culture and the personality and the identities of these covenants of these areas. Mm. You're not going to defeat the Jailer by throwing the most badass party in the Shadowlands. That but is disappointing. That is part of what being a vampire is. <laughs> You'd really hope that now, that was right out of hand, the gate, a thing you, you could do? Okay. In Bastion, yep. <laughs> their unique feature is called the Path of Ascension. Now, the Path of Ascension is, is driven by this unique soul mirror, whereby you can actually inhabit the consciousness of one of your soul binds. So you can play, let's say, as the aspirant pelican. So at the risk of talking over this for a second, it sounds like where they, you know, most of the time, these last three or, four, uh, three or so expansions have been, hey, totally different land masses, different paths you can take. Start here if you want, start there if you want. And the uniqueness comes in where you start and they create the the differences between those zones were really the big differences. In here, it sounds like, you're, how do I explain this? 
the covenants are all about where the differences are, right? Like uh, this is loosely inspired by that. It's the same, kind but of none of this has the same language. There's mirrors in the one place. This other place got something called the Path of now, Ascension. These other guys have a different name for their thing, but they're not just analogs of each other. They're all different. And, and is the That's pretty cool. Military might of the Shadow. Yeah, I don't. This is a lot of the power that we saw. I guess we see when it happens and we get to play this beta. But yeah. I don't know. I like it on paper. I like the sound of it on paper. And, you know, abominations or on screen. That's how I'm looking at it now. It's not paper. And the art of creating those creatures, the art of necromancy is most closely affiliated with Maldraxxus. And so the structure you have as a member of the Necrolords is called the Abomination Factory. And this is a system whereby you can you know, build, build you know, a bomb creatures, essentially, <laughs> it's an abomination or a or a geist, <laughs> to be the perfect housing for a soul that's in need of a physical form. Now, these souls have quirks and unique personalities and interests and abilities. So as you meet them, figure out what the right form for them is and create a body for them to house, you can then adventure with them, um, unlocking various perks ranging from utility, extra gathering bonuses to some combat perks in the outdoor world. And again, as always, this is available to Necrolords only. Everywhere. Oh. And finally, <laughs> if you're a member of the Night Fae of Ardenweald, Ardenweald contains in its innermost reaches a sacred grove known as the Queen's Conservatory. This is where powerful souls effectively germinate, rest, are infused with the surrounding Ooh. energies of the forest, it's where they and are have prepared sex. for rebirth and return to the world of the living, because that is the essential function, one of the essential properties. It's where they pollinate. <laughs> the form that that takes if you know what we're tire, meaning. This is effectively a soul garden. Pollination. And it is inspired and has some parallels to the farm back in Mists of Pandaria, where you are tending your own plots, you are expanding them, upgrading them, being able to, you know, effectively fertilize them with different catalysts that are going to shape the consciousness of these souls as you nurture them back to life. Um, so it's a bit more magical, but at the end of the day, its own branch of self-contained gameplay. And really, one of the core ideas behind this variety of features is to, you know, reinforce the breadth of what Covenant Choice is all about. Mm. And to make your difference, your experience slightly Payoff different from these is going to be really interesting because it might, journey through the it might just be a better one to do from a min-max perspective. Right. I didn't even think about that. That's the one. That's I, I'm, the risk I'm unclear what the payoff is. So, yeah. The Rick mentioned <clears> loot for the Ember Court one. I missed what he was saying for Kyrian and Necrolords. And then he's over the course of the summer. He's kind of mum on. He compared it to the farm, but didn't actually say what we get. Yeah. I didn't think about this, but but min-maxing is going to, you know, what is that? It's going to have an impact on what you choose, whether we like that or not. That we have not yet yeah. revealed. Which one will help me raid best? That's how that's yeah. going to go. Or make the most gold. Or yeah. whatever. Which will bum me out because and then it negates the whole point of having these varying gameplay types. And I mean, that's a challenge, right? Yeah. Them unique and rewarding, but not too rewarding. Yeah. Battle Royale, effectively. Ooh. Where all of the warhouses of Maldraxxus okay, like send the their greatest champions to fight, to fight it out, and to prove who is the strongest, who is the most powerful of all. That theater. Because such a great that's name a lot of what Maldraxxus is about. It's, it's might makes right is the prevailing ethos there and demonstrations of, of power and military might and cunning. Now this has, you know, there are particularly complex layers to what's going on right now, given the strife that's gripping the Shadowlands that make these particular games perhaps the most important and the weightiest in recent memory. And you find yourself as an adventurer, as a party of adventurers, plunged into this conflict. And the way that's going to play out is as a very non-linear dungeon experience. As you choose which of the different factions you're going to engage with first, 
as you traverse the, you know, the catacombs and the tunnels beneath the arena, ultimately culminating in a final encounter where we'll see if you or, well, the five of you can emerge victorious as the ultimate champions of the Theater of Pain. And as with all, you know, all things Maldraxxus, the prevailing decor here is super metal. So expect more of that. <laughs> cool, as dude. You enter this dungeon. I'm down to that with that. Next up, we are going to be revisiting the outdoor space of the Maw. So this is really where it all began for us in the Shadowlands. We just saw a couple of weeks ago in Alpha, those initial, you know, that initial venture into the Maw, the domain of the Jailer, as we went in from Ice Crown Citadel, not knowing what was going to await us on the other side. What we found was a horrific array of forces that we can't hope to overcome. We just barely escaped from the Jailer's clutches and made it out into Orbos. We could then explore the rest of the Shadowlands. Well, now, as we hit level 60, as we are max level, with the power of a Covenant behind us, it's going to be time for us to return to this place where it all began, to go into the Maw with the goal of investigating, exploring, trying to understand more of what the Jailer is up to and how we might thwart those plans. So fortunately, early on in our visits into the Maw, we're going to encounter probably the one singular being in all of the Maw who doesn't actively want to kill us, at least as far as we can tell, this mysterious broker known as Venari. Venari is kind of huddled away in a small cave in the outer reaches of the Maw. Venari. Good man, that Venari. Yeah. To investigate and explore, gather precious artifacts and resources from throughout the Maw. If it burns when you pee, you have Venari. a little bit more of a hospitable place for you. Give you more Venarial disease. Increase your ability to traverse the Maw, <laughs> as well as... Salves and cream, Scott. Salves and cream. Ah, all right. The Maw is away. really inspired by a lot of our more sandboxy endgame content in the past. Uh, most recently, probably Mechagon from the Rise of Ashara patch that we had in the middle of Battle for Azeroth. But, you know, those roots go all the way How's back that make you feel? like Timeless Isle. <laughs> this isn't a place <sighs> where you to bring up your map and see a bunch of world quests and clear direction. I did like Timeless Isle. It's more I, about Mechagon was just structure. Uh, sorry, just the laziest direction I've ever seen lots in the history of <laughs> Uh, so here's a dirt island enjoy here's a dirty here. dirty Let island what you think and you know, one of the really fun challenges in creating this experience was trying to create gameplay that reflects the fantasy of the space you are not welcome here this is not a place full of flight paths and inns to set your hearthstone and people who are welcoming you at every turn everything in the maw rejects your very existence and presence there you do not belong here and Everything you do is under the watchful eye of the jailer. The ma, the ma has aggro, is what he's saying. Ruckus, you are the ma. In, uh, nothing but gatekeepers live here. Yes, yeah. aggro um, town. Champions calling the attention of the jailer upon you. You're going to need to beat a hasty retreat if you want to get out there. And you just a bunch of classic players saying life, you're not cool, you're not a real wild player. Earnings intact. A little bit. So I'd like to share with you a quick video that's just a look Ooh. at what the ma right. is like. Here we go. In motion. Here we go. Hey, look, effort was put into this zone. Yeah, it looks like they have artists and... Uh, God, this looks amazing. It really does look good. This is so my so my aesthetic jam for fantasy stuff. <laughs> this is so... We, Garrett wouldn't stop bitching about Mechagon. Let's uh, do it, but for him. Yeah. How about... <laughs> how about? God, that looks so good. I know. Look at it. It looks great. Jeez. What? Oh, that monster design is sick. Yeah, that looked good. 
it's right. ice so, ground yeah, with fire. It's, I like it's it. Super, super desolate place, but awe-inspiring in a, in a terrible way. So those are some of the specifics that we've you know just covered. I also want to lay out a bit more of what lies ahead as beta unfolds across the summer. Later this month, we'll be kicking off formal raid testing of our Castle Nathria raid. This is a 10-boss raid in the zone of Revendreth, where you're ultimately going to face off against the Venthyr Lord Denathrius, um, who is one of the major power players in the Shadowlands. Castle it's just Ravenloft. incredible gothic fantasy. Our encounter team and our dungeon art team had a blast making this. We can't wait to get people in there. As always, we'll have focused testing windows for normal, heroic, mythic, and raid finder difficulties. And as we get on in the beta, we'll be looking to specifically have some targeted invites for experienced raiders who can give us the feedback that we need to get the tuning right on difficulties like Mythic. Also later this month, we'll be kicking off Shadowlands Mythic Keystone Dungeons. Uh, we want to get these cool. in your hands as quickly as possible. You know, as soon as max level content is unlocked, we want to enable Mythic Keystones. We'll probably have a vendor that just sells Keystones directly just to facilitate testing. Um, Early on, we just want to get initial feedback on how our dungeons are playing with the core Mythic Plus. They should affixes, make it that same. So we can hear quickly uh, things like bolstering. Torin, dude. Or he, should, he should be your little fake little NPC for a while. Make sure that we're making any tweaks early on. I think that guy should just always be your temporary NPC to give you keys. Comes out the best one for whatever. Later on in beta, we'll also be <laughs> revealing for focus what testing. What brings you here? Shadowlands seasonal affix, as well as some potential other tweaks to the system. Legendary runecrafting is something we're really excited to let people get their hands mm -hmm. on. Uh, this is something we talked about way back at BlizzCon, and this is the expression of legendary items in Shadowlands. So for those of you who remember Legion, and really throughout the history of World of Warcraft, some of the coolest loot we've ever made has had that we will not orange say color BFA orange BFA order. At any point when you see a legendary this. item, it's usually something that's going to transform your gameplay. They haven't, they haven't mentioned it, have they? Within you. And one of the big yep. points of feedback that we got that was frustrating and weird was centered around yes. how the Star Wars Holiday Special of World of Warcraft. And, you know, the lack of control <laughs> over obtaining them. There might be an item that was tremendously powerful. You'd seen videos featuring it. You were really excited to get it, but there was nothing you could do to earn it, you felt, unless you got lucky. Shadowlands is really aiming from the outset to address those concerns and to give you a ton of agency and control over how you seek out and earn your legendaries. So early on, as you venture into Torghast, Tower of the Damned, uh, you're going to encounter this mysterious runesmith who's chained up, shackled in a Hannibal Lecter-style cell in the bowels of Torghast. And what you'll learn pretty early little, on little dark. is that this runesmith wields some of the same power, that power of domination that was once used to craft incredible Wait, does he mean the thing that or the now he's, he was strapped into and had the mask on? Is that what he means? Recovering essence from the in uh, the Hannibal Lecter well stuff, where he's like in the he's like on the hand truck and he's all taped together and has a mask on. Is that what he means? Memories. Make for you to imbue an it's item weird. of power that you get from a tailor, blacksmith, leather worker, depending on you on you know your armor type. The Runesmith can make a legendary of your choice for you. That way, you can look at those amazing bracers or gloves or boots or whatever you're seeking and work towards it, earn it and then begin your next project. Uh, a lot of these legendary powers are throwbacks to some fan favorites from across really the past dozen years. Everything from Legion legendaries to old set bonuses to powers that Sweet. are brand new Torghast yeah. powers that yeah. you'll be able to you know, use temporarily within Torghast, but sometimes permanently imbue a legendary item with. Because part of the idea is really this ancient runic art 
is the source of many of those powers, items from the Shadowlands that have found their way out mm. into the world I like that. Over, the, over the years. Build an abomination and, and build a legendary. Yep. Yours. Uh, covenant campaigns. His keyboard so I didn't is touch on this when we were talking it. about covenants earlier, <laughs> but each covenant, once you join them, has a max level narrative quest arc associated with it. This is similar to the war campaign that we had in Battle for Azeroth, where oh, he said it. He said the words. Campaign and a horde campaign. Oh my god! Yep. This time around, there are four distinct campaigns of Invoked roughly it. that size and scope, depending on your covenant. And through playing through this, you will earn you know, cosmetic rewards for your covenant, unlock an additional soul bind, and really experience the full extent of your covenant's perspective on the world and the events of the Shadowlands. Also, before too long in beta, we want to kick off some focused PvP testing. We want to set up an environment where we can unlock all of these systems. We're not trying to test the progression and the rate at which you earn them here, but we want to just let you have access to soul vines, conduits, legendaries, all the rest, and get early and rapid iteration on arena, battleground, just general PvP combat testing at max level, so that we can make sure that we're both reining in any outliers, but also just dialing in the overall pacing of combat. You know, no one, no one likes those matches that go into super high dampening the other end of the spectrum. No one wants matches that are over in 20 seconds in some crazy burst or proc window. So the earlier we can get that in front of you. I could sit and talk to Ian for hours, I think. Really diving it into what it needs to be. Because the dude just. Uh, as part of that also. He's just. A, end of the spectrum. We do know. want to test the pacing of progression. Like some people find it boring that he knows all this like in and out and all this talk. I think it's great. Organic as possible. I mean, it depends on what he's talking about. I think yeah. Yeah. if you're interested in it or if you're not, I think it's. Like, yeah, that's a good point. In different ways. It's a good point. And enabling characters. talking about. Which will set up end to end testing. As you can right. Plays over. Right. <laughs> level up through Shadowlands. Replace your gear organically. Earn the rewards you're going to earn and start giving us feedback on how all of that feels. So I think one of the things we've learned over the years in making these expansions is there's a whole lot that goes into them. There's a ton of moving parts, there's a ton of systems, and we can make our best guesses as to how players are going to interact with them, but there's no real substitute for having the whole thing stood up end to end, and having people go through it. And rather than having those regrets that we sometimes have a month or two into an expansion where we realize that we missed the mark, on some aspect of that progression, we want to really do as much of it as possible during beta so that when the game comes out for real, it's everything that it needs to be. And that's really the theme of the month ahead. Um, we have some work to do to finish fleshing out the structures that we just described, but most of the rest is going to be polish, responding to feedback, iteration, and finally, tuning. I'm going to talk a little bit about tuning because it's, I know it's a hot topic. Balance is always, you know, the most controversial one. I like hot topic. I do too. There's the shirts, uh, belts, knickknacks. Uh, so many belts. Tuning is yeah. the last thing that we do. Uh, in the early parts of alpha and beta, we're, we're basically just looking for extreme outliers where things might be so far out of whack, they disrupt the feedback that we get. If something is so overpowered that it trivializes content, well, we have to fix that. Otherwise, all of our feedback on, let's say, Torghast is going to be tainted because someone's walking through one-shotting things. Or if something is so weak that it doesn't matter if it's theoretically fun, it feels terrible to use, or no one wants to use it, we don't get feedback on it, we need to fix that. But beyond that, we really want to focus first on shoring up the conceptual foundations of what we're building. We want to make sure that the abilities, the systems, and everything else feel fun, that they, that they sound exciting as ideas. And then once we've gotten to a place where we're confident in those foundations, the natural next step is to dial them in so that they're well-tuned. 
And so if you're looking at the way things are in alpha now and saying to yourself that, I don't know, hypothetically speaking, the best choices are 40% better than what you might pick if you were just trying to, you know, go after what looks fun. That's because there's a key part of the stuff, the process here that just hasn't happened yet. Now, I don't want to say, you know, we have, you know, just wait until after beta, it's only beta. We sometimes get that wrong too, but there's a deliberate process that we approach for a reason. So we want to make sure that we're using the majority of our bandwidth to fix bad ideas rather than... It's interesting. It's a way of telling the community... Ultimately, is fundamentally flawed. We, so I don't know. Example, this is this is an interesting tact. On the Ardenweald Paladin ability, uh, the Covenant ability. It's like heading off comments about and balance before they happen. Different versions of that. Ultimately, well, yeah, it's, I, I think it's kind of guiding. Like this is the feedback we're looking for. Right. Works because it has some some fundamental flaws that make it very challenging to balance, but also not even necessarily as fun as we'd hoped it would be. And so, having put a lot of effort into tuning that would have potentially masked an underlying problem or at best just been a distraction from whoops i did that and so as the you know sort of creative work of shadowlands comes to a close as we move out of that phase the phase that lies ahead of us is going to have lots and lots of tuning and polish that will continue all the way up to the launch of the expansion later this year so i just want to say thank you um, thank you for joining us today and i also want to thank you all for your patience uh, we'd originally planned on doing this stream a month ago, and back then we would have had somewhat different material, but we postponed it then to avoid distracting from a more important conversation. But of course, that conversation is still happening. Injustice doesn't cease just because we look away. Black lives mattered a month ago, black lives matter today. And if that phrase is difficult to hear, know that I and others who speak those words aren't saying that your life has any less worth. We're only calling attention to the ways in which our societies seem to need a reminder that Black Lives Matter. Now, as John said earlier, these are extraordinarily difficult times. We all have our own struggles, and we can often help by simply listening with open hearts. So be kind to one another, stay safe, and we'll see you in Azeroth and in the Shadowlands beyond. Thank you. He got a little teared up at the end there. You yeah. You don't see uh, that from Ian Hazakostas very often. No. No, I was curious if he uh if they were going to talk about, you know, the very obvious reason why. Uh, mm -hmm. This was delayed. Mhm. Mm and they did. I mean, they kind of crammed it right at the end there, but they sure did. Yeah. Being stuck at home, oh man, these days, you probably don't even think that much about your internet privacy on your home network, do you? Well, fire up incognito mode on your browser, right? No one can see what you're doing, right, right? Well, turns out no. Even in incognito mode on your browser, your online activity is still traced. Even if you clear that browsing, your history is, I don't know, visible to your ISP. Everything you've ever seen, they see it. That's why, when I'm at home... I go online with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP internet service provider, that's what that stands for, you know, can't see what you see. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted through ExpressVPN secure servers. Each server has an IP address that's shared amongst thousands of users. That means everything you do is anonymized, the word I mean, <laughs> and cannot be traced back to you. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data with best-in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. Use the internet with confidence from your computer, tablet, or smartphone. And uh, really every device. Simply tap one button and you're protected. 
It's the fastest and most reliable trusted VPN on the market, and it's rated number one by Wired Magazine, The Verge, and more. It's super easy to use. I just click and go. It will be for you as well. Protect your online activity today with the VPN I trust to secure my privacy. Visit my special expressvpn.com slash wow page. That's expressvpn.com slash wow, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year contract. That's expressvpn.com slash wow. Do it today. This this event or this streaming event was about what I thought it would be. It's a little bit of refinement, a little bit of stuff we knew, but maybe needed more clarity. Yeah, on, it was it know. was hyper technical. Yeah, um, and they didn't give they didn't right give now, us a release but... date, did they? No, they did no. not. No, okay. they did not. I I mean, I guess the big thing was like beta starts, and which means more invites, more access. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I will be the first to admit that uh, I was, uh, I'm in a privileged position and don't really think about that when I'm already in the alpha. Yeah, we'll probably... But, you know, I would assume that alpha players may roll right into beta. They didn't say that, though, so I don't know. Don't count my words on that, but... they. I, I think that's how it always works. It usually does. Um, yeah. So, when they said that new invite, when they said invites are going out, they never really said new invites. Like, it, they may they may wipe the slate clean and just do new... I don't know. It's yeah, difficult so, to say, but... To recap, so the beta starts next week. Yep. Uh, all there's going to be no gating for Torgas. All keys for Torgas are being removed. Yep. Let's and see what else. Collector's edition announced, which I now I am now just realizing I already pre-ordered the digital version, and that annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I did the I same. Just. I may just tr- eBay hunt for an art book. Well, now um, I was going to say, now that you know the art book's back, it's like, oh, oh, I got to rethink how I'm what I'm doing here. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I, I really wish they would just announce these damn things when digital pre-orders go up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel right, a similar missions way. Are, missions are changing. They'll still be playable on your phone. Yep. Uh, they barely mentioned how that, uh, shoot, what is it called now? Not House of Pain. I didn't write it down right. Theater of Pain. Theater of Pain. They mentioned a very brief mention that it's a little like a battle royale, which is a very loaded thing to say if you don't give uh, too many I, details that, on it. I know. I I'm fairly. We were talking over, but I'm fairly certain that was just like it's a battle royale going on between houses of this. That it's flavor bullshit. Right. I don't think the dungeon has a damn thing to do with what we as gamers think of when we're told yeah. battle royale. It's just kind of a dangerous word to throw out there without giving too much context on given... Uh... Especially when there are two idiots <laughs> talking over you and only listening oh, to... Oh, well, 100%, right? Exactly that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that look, I mean, it, what they showed there sounded interesting. The Ma uh, outdoor stuff, sandboxy stuff, went from, okay, great, you got one of those again, to, oh, I really like the look of that. Now, it may be grindy and awful, I don't know. Uh, we'd have, we have to play it to see. But I really liked what I saw out there. That looked real good in that video. So I'm glad they showed that. I was actually hoping for more of that sort of thing. Some more video cuts of some cool dungeon fly-throughs, some outdoor fly-throughs. Just more of that. Even if we're yeah, not getting I mean, a cinematic. Yeah, I mean, it kind of plays into my initial kind of, like, when we were talking about what the hell the stream was even going to be mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, my kind of, like, I don't know, because you can so go see it now in the alpha. Like, we can go look. And it's all available via people streaming and making YouTube videos. So, like, what is left to surprise us with? And, mm-hmm. the, and I, I, you know, the Maw was the answer because we can't go to the Maw still. Right. And so that was that was good to have that. Yeah. Legendary runecrafting um, sounds super neat to me, uh, as described. Yeah. 
excited yeah, about that. Because I liked Legendaries and Legion, but they were a total RNG, you know, ass fest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just really tilted me. But um, the fact that I'm going to have more, I like having more control over my gearing. Yeah, um, I do too. The, the points over WoW's history that I've really liked WoW the most is when I've had the most control over my gearing and, and like, you know, being able to get badges back in Rattle Lich King from dungeons to catch up was. Did in, really did liked. anything in the Covenant talk make you uh, push you one way or another toward any particular Covenant? Um, no, it it made me concerned about Covenants being overly systems deep, much the same way I think BFA is. Because mm. um, yeah. we've got Grind Renowned, uh, Upgrade Your Sanctums, uh, Anima Conductor, like... I don't know what the shit any of that means. Yeah. They listen to him tell me what it means. And it's like, so the renown really sounds like an AP grind and like, and everyone, I know everyone's going to like, I mean, we had, we, we had the grind in Legion. We had the grind in BFA and, and I, it, I really don't like it. I didn't like it in Legion either. No, um, I, didn't either. I thought it was, I mean, every one of these has to have something though, right? Like I, I feel like we all, it's the one thing we complain about is that uh, in this case, this anima grind or this renown grind yeah. or whatever, but what else are they going to have? That's the challenge. Like what else are you going to do? You have to give people tasks to do that increase something. And then you got to figure out how much it increases when they do it and how long will it take to do a tier of it and then unlock the next tier of doing it. And then you yeah, got to go do it, that. It, 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 this, this is, personal for me this is where i keep coming back to like i don't mind grinding if i have like options of how to grind it Mm -hmm. as opposed to like i am so done with world quests yeah i've had two expansions of you have to do world quests or you don't get to play the game (laughs) and i'm sick of it and so if i have to if getting renowned for example is like I just got to go do freaking world quests. Like they're slightly, you know, whatever, you know, maybe this anima conductor makes it more interesting, but again, it's just like, I want to do group content. I want to go into a raid. I like tanking or, or yeah. dungeons. Not let, a raid. let me unlock uh, wanna... and let me unlock flying at, at 60. And then I don't mind your world quest so much. Oh, uh, that's, that's not going to happen. They're I know, but I'm telling you, that's confirmed. what, that's what would make me care about world quests again is that kind of mobility. And you could say, well, sure, Scott, wait for another eight months until I, I mean, they unlock I, it. Listen, as someone who agrees with you and wants it earlier, I will, I, I think it, you would just burn out faster. Well, that's an interesting point because I could just do I it quicker. I'd just burn out. Yeah. Quicker. Yeah. I think you, or maybe at the same pace, you would just get more shit done. Like, yeah. Same amount of days. You just complete a little bit more like, which I would consider a net positive. Sure. But, sure. Well, and it's um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of thoughts, and and a lot of it is a lot of this stuff is for me. I find it difficult with actually playing it in yeah, like lo- the live game and like living with it. Like so, yeah. yeah Next week, though, baby, know. everybody's gonna get in. We're all gonna get it. We're all gonna see it I mean, and go. I, woo! I mean, uh, not everyone. It's still invite sorry based, yeah let me not yeah. yeah let me not make i don't want to make make a, an error on the air and say you're some all of you it. may get in and that's a claim we're willing to make yeah some of you will likely we will and we'll be able to talk about it then um none of yeah. this will be covered up by any ndas or anything so exciting times ahead um there's some confusion or some chatter in the chat room about uh release dates they did not again may name a release date however they did say fall that's what they've always said. And if I had to guess, we're somewhere between September and November, which you might say, well, Scott, that sounds like fall. It is, but that's always their window. You know, like name a time they've done it sooner. Was there an August release once, I think? Maybe. 
Wow, expansion release date. Yeah, we can actually confirm this, but it seems like most of the time it's somewhere in that range. It's usually right around BlizzCon time, sometimes right after BlizzCon. So people go home and they're hyped and they play. Um, but there is no BlizzCon this year, so maybe uh, that changes Legion things. Legion and BFA were both August. Okay, so so if, B, if they were both August in a row, and now you've got this, if you factor in possible delays due to pandemic sort of workaround uh, workflow, it wouldn't surprise me if this one turned into an October release or something like that. September, maybe. I think it's going to be as late as possible. You think so? Like, like whatever December, the window of... I mean, when does fall officially end? Like, December? No. I, I don't actually know this. Fall. <laughs> I feel like it's a thing I should know, and I don't, uh, I don't know. It's December 21st. Okay. So, uh, yeesh. So, I mean, it's possible. We, we, I don't think they go that long. I really don't. I don't think they go that long. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it right now and say September. That's going to be my guess. I hope I'm right. I don't think August, but I think September is possible. It's too early for August. We're almost to August. Like, August is next month. We're already eight days into this month. There's no way that it's August. September, maybe. October, likely. November, How eh. long was BFA data? BFA beta ran for seven months. Oh, that can't be right. That can't be right. That's not unless that they started can't be it. Right? Did they start it in? Uh, oh, this... so, sh- shut up, Google. This is showing me the beta for vanilla. BFA beta was 113 days. Okay, so that would jive with September, October, if they did that again. Who knows? Uh, Nubis says, "What? why not give us a freaking date in all caps? Because they don't want to lock. I mean, why would you want to 100% lock that in if you're, if you're not sure? If they were sure, great. But no company, especially a publicly traded one, wants to give a date and then miss it if they can help it. It happens all the time, but you try to avoid those things. So um, we'll get it this fall. That's what they said. I believe them on that. I think we'll get it this fall. I hope it's not I, December 21st. Think- <laughs> I think I, I'm I'm leading late November. Wow, look at you at the late November. I'm leading late November. So uh an illustrious Reddit poster yeah. by the name of Awesome Tale six months ago posted a, a a recap of how long all of the betas lasted. Yeah. And they're all over the place. Wow. Uh Burning Crusade was 109 days. Miss was two hundred and seventeen days. Jeez. Legion beta was 282. That's a lot. Almost a year? What? Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, Demon Hunter only alpha was available extremely early. I wonder if they're they counting that with Legion. They might. That would make a lot of sense. They that might. Played it. Maybe they, cl- they count yeah. anything that was publicly playable. But then BFA was only 113, closer to, to Burning Crusade. It looks like Burning Crusade had the shortest beta. Interesting. Uh, oh, weird. Um, That's really weird. So, yeah, so it's all over the freaking place. Yeah. Um. So, so who knows? I, mean, I don't think length of beta is our is our metric here. I think this year is just too weird. And yeah, you know the alpha that I played so or what I have played of the alpha, it's pretty good, pretty polished up. I mean that's typical I'm, Blizzard, but not too I'm broken. Really, I can't wait to hear. A, I can't wait for uh, obvious statement of the year. I can't wait for COVID to be over, but I can't wait to hear post COVID interviews with like devs. Yeah, 
I'm uh, like from the wild because I'm kind of curious. Like I'm like you're working from home. If you're anything like me, you're probably bad about turning it off. I mm-hmm. wonder if extra work is getting done. Yeah, is my is my I, thought. I have that problem, and I was already working from home. But even during this time, I have a really I keep launching new shit because I'm an idiot and I don't really have the time for it, but I do it anyway because I feel like creation is better than not. And I have to imagine those guys are like, well, I'm here. It's midnight, but you know, I could go till three and I'm not talking about, um, what's it called? Not cram. What are they, what everyone's all upset about it right now in games. What's it called? Crunch. 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 I'm not talking about crunch, but sometimes self crunch is self-imposed, you know, like if you're really zealous about getting your part of a thing done, yeah. You, you might work till three just because you love doing it. And I wonder how much of that's going on. I, I, dude, I love doing extremely mundane bookkeeping business stuff when I'm stressed out. Yeah, that's good. It's like, it's like, ooh, I can control these spreadsheets. But I can't <laughs> control my anxiety. That's right. Clickety, clickety, clack, clack, clack. <laughs> Formulas. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just another thought in the back of my head. I also have heard from, from buddies of mine that work in games that uh, COVID has caused what they're referring to as meeting hell mm, yeah. just constant meetings yeah my daughter who works in the games department uh, for their degree up at the university of utah she she complains all the time that they're just one zoom call after another and it's just too much like they weren't having this many meetings when they were there and so i'm not sure i, I can't speak speak for blizzard speak i can't speak for blizzard but i know that there got to be some leaderships and some companies who have gone overboard with the everybody check in and be on this video every day for this long and they're doing it too much. I'm sure that that's happening. Um, hopefully blizzards, you know, found a way to make it work. And from what I've heard internally, it seems like they kind of have, but we shall see. Life, uh, finds a way. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, that's going to do it. I think for today's coverage. Uh, thank you all. That was enough meat that, um, I recorded it and I, that'll be this week's episode. That's what we're doing. This is going up. So, uh, we'll have more of this to break down and parse, as we've had more time to sort of stew on it for our next episode. But uh, yeah, my, yeah. Again, my, my biggest reservations are with all of the systems and covenants yeah. and how I grind those systems. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yes. Wait and see. That's the position we're in. You know what else you should do? What's that? Is go get yourself on the instance premium. Oh yeah. Do that. Go over there. It's simple. Uh, you just go become an instance plus member and you do it by going to the instance.net and, uh, you look at those, those cool features you get, by the way, this is homegrown. We made it ourselves. This isn't some big overarching like system of uh, support. We built it and made it so that you could easily get into it. And there's lots of ways to do it. So head on over there, check it out. That's at the instance.net. And uh, in the meantime, oh, I should tell people I, I started a new thing. They can go check it out if they want. It's called Frog Pants Plays Daily. It's a daily look at the couple to three biggest stories of gaming of the previous day. And it shows up in the morning. It's usually about a 10-minute video on YouTube. Very short, easy to find. Go to frogpantsplays.com and you'll find all the linkage and stuff that you need to, to get that. It's also over on the YouTube channel. I'm at frog, or I'm at uh, youtube.com slash Scott Johnson. You might enjoy it. It's also a little fun and goofy and there's outtakes and I don't know. You might like it. And it's every day. So go check it out. That's uh, over there at the uh, frogpantsplays.com. Uh, Garrett, anything else you want to mention this week that you've got going on? Today's a uh, today's an angry chicken day. Anything we, uh, we can tell It is people? an angry chicken day. We've got a ridiculous hat joining us. We're going to be talking about uh, where the meta has been and where we hope it will go since we are officially in the pre-expansion lull. Mm. Uh, it is July. We got an expansion announcement last July. We should get an expansion announcement this July if their pace holds. 
but we haven't gotten it yet. Yep. So uh, we're going to kind of take a historical look at where the meta uh, or constructed Hearthstone uh, has landed with uh, with the, the whole Ashes of Outland expansion that kicked off 2020 mm-hmm. and uh and where we'd like to see it go um spoiler alert i would really like to get away from the rng fest that i currently <laughs> believe the meta is um Ooh. but yeah you should go subscribe to the angry chicken uh amove.tv for that and every other podcast that i make also we're going to talk to az jackson uh from the heroes team lead balance oh. designer oh very nice uh on tomorrow's into the nexus so go subscribe to into the Nexus. very cool go do that thank you all for listening and watching we appreciate having you here uh we'll do this more as more events come up uh it's gonna do it uh hi to patrick who's in a different schedule today than we are so he couldn't be here today i should have mentioned that earlier but uh we miss him as always you can find him at not patrick on twitter garrett's at garrett art i'm at scott johnson the show is at instant show that's gonna do it for us see you next time This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.